Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We give you glory, Lord. We're a small group this morning. Some of us, uh, some of our congregation is out on holiday. They're out vacationing. Praise God. Amen. And it, it's, it's a good thing to be able to get away and go spend some time with just you and your family, maybe just away from all the cares of the, of the world and, and to be able to just enjoy God's creation. So we just we praise God for that. We bless them in that. We pray for the God's mercy and traveling mercies and divine appointments and provision, Lord. And, and uh, wherever our, our brother Marlon, he's always some roving somewhere. I was uh, saying a rolling stone gathers no moss. So <laughs> just praise God that we just uh, bless him as well as he's out there and keep him in, in your prayers. And um, all, all of our other family that um, have not returned back since since the shutdowns and lockdowns and whatnot, let's keep them in prayer too and lift them up. Some of them have come on Friday nights with different services back and forth, but it's a long way to travel for a lot of them too. So let's keep them in prayer. Remember to continue to lift up the Navajo Nation and all of our uh, governments across the world, across the United States. Let's lift them all up for wisdom. Amen. And then our principals at school and our leaders at school and our superintendents and health caregivers and first responders and just, you know, everybody that's out there that's in those decision-making places. Let's lift them up in prayer. Let's pray for their salvation. Amen? Amen. Let's pray for them to be mentally healed, (laughs) spiritually delivered and healed and saved and born again. Amen? Amen? Let's pray for them to be led by the Spirit and be led by other people who are led by the Spirit. Amen? Of God. The Holy Ghost of God. As I was praying and seeking the Lord this week, and um, I heard the Spirit say, the principal thing. So we have a title this morning. The title is, The Principal Thing. What is the principal thing? And sometimes the Lord sets something before you, and he says, what is it? Well, you know, what is the principal thing? What is the principal thing? Lord, what is the principal thing? Oh, yes, Lord, I remember wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Let's look at Proverbs 4, 7. We'll start there this morning. Proverbs 4, 7. For wisdom is the principal thing. And what does the word principal mean as you're turning there? Um, Proverbs chapter 4. We'll probably start in verse 1 just to make it clear. Proverbs chapter 4. So the principal thing as you're turning there is that principal means the first thing. The most important thing, the thing that stands out, the thing that you need to have and to seek and to court and to look after is wisdom. Amen? Proverbs chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody there? Proverbs chapter 4, verse, we will start in verse 1, and I am reading from the King James. So there may be a few these and thousand verilies. Hear ye children, the, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. Hear ye children. I want to read that again, verse 1. Hear, listen, incline your ear, incline your heart, lean in and listen to the instruction of a father, a loving, godly father. 
and attend to no understanding. That means not only do you lean in and you listen, you know, sometimes we listen. I like to listen to elders talk. I like to hear their stories. I like to hear their, their knowledge and the things that they've learned over the years. I like to hear their stories. I like, and I like, I just, sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes when we're out in public somewhere and I'll hear Che talking and I just, I just, I just get closer. I don't know him <laughs> and I, I don't know what he's saying sometimes, but I love the sound of their voice. I love the sound of his voice and what he's saying. Grandma, you know, I'll, I'll hold the door for grandma, you know, and let her, you know, help her in and out or whatever so that I can hear what Shema has to say. Even if I don't know exactly what she's saying, I love the sound of their voice. Yeah. Does that make sense? And sometimes maybe, maybe your kids, you just love to hear them talk. You may not know what they're talking about. Like Devonna posted this sign she saw. Did you actually see that? Okay, she posted this sign from, a, I don't know if it's true or not, from a national park. Was it, was it, was it, okay, so it was on the national park page. And it said something like, um, I should have printed it off. But it said, you know, if you need, you need help, call this number. Don't hesitate to text us if, you're, if uh, something looks suspicious or is a problem. Something like that. And then they had another one up there in, forgive me if I get it wrong, millennial language. You know, and it says something like, yo, bro, don't. <laughs> yo, bro, drop me a. I don't know. I'm going to go back to the 80s. <laughs> Sister of nine used to say, shoot me an email. <laughs> I always thought it was funny. But anyway, it says something like that. And it said, if anything is sus or something like that, something like that. And I was really surprised at how many younger people were getting on there going, I have no idea what that said. <laughs> and, but, you know, so even though we don't know what they're saying sometimes, we just like to listen to them talk, Right. So it's not like that. It's not enough just to hear the sound of their voice. It's not just enough to listen to the sound of the voice of, your loving, of the loving Father that's speaking here. Amen? It's not just enough to listen. You know, I just love sit and listen to Dad talk. I don't know what he's talking about, but I just love to hear it. He's saying, and you attend yourself to understanding. Attend to understanding. I will tell you something my son taught me. He's the youngest of four. And he taught me that it is their job, the children's job. Look where he got that from. I wonder if he got it from right here. That it's the, it's the child's job to attend, to understand what the parents were talking about. There goes the generation gap. There goes the communication gap. This all goes out the door because it's their job to figure out what we're talking about. Amen? Amen. That it's our job to lean in and understand what God is talking about. One of my favorite scriptures says that it is the, the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the honor of kings to search it out. And he has made us kings. Amen? So it is our honor, it is a, a blessing and an honor for us to dig it out and search it out. As Sister Marjorie said, to dip deep down into that well and get that fresh water. Amen? So we are to attend to understanding. For I give you good doctrine. 
Forsake ye not my law. I'm teaching you good stuff here. This loving, godly father says, I'm teaching you good, good things. The things of life. I'm giving you the knowledge that you need to attain and to grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Amen. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. Verse 4. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Keep my commandments and live. There's life in these words. There's life in the, in the, in the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding that God gives us. There's life. And life more abundantly. These are the same the principles where Jesus taught. This is where, where David passed down wisdom and knowledge to Solomon. Solomon was gifted, yes, with wisdom. And here he's speaking to his son, right? Amen? All right, verse 5. Get wisdom. This is where it starts. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. How many of you ever got some understanding in something and forgot it? <laughs> oh, I know how it works now. And then maybe five years later, maybe six months later, you don't even know how that thing works. Amen? Devonna and I used to be pretty good with uh, motors and cars and stuff. And now you ask us, we're like, yeah. you turn the key and it cranks. It doesn't. There's something wrong with it. So... <laughs> And she used to change the transmission fluid and all that kind of stuff. I mean, she had more knowledge of vehicles than I did. And I thought I had a lot of knowledge. But I don't remember any of it. Because I haven't had to use it. Maybe it's a blessing. But here he tells us, get wisdom, get understanding, and forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. You're hearing these words spoken right now? Don't decline from what you're hearing right now. So what's the opposite of that? Incline. Incline. From this point, go up. From this point, get more. From this more point, grow in it. Don't decline from it. Grow in it. Amen? Yes, this is good stuff. This is good, a good word this morning. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Who is her? Wisdom. So don't forsake wisdom. If you keep, if you if you love wisdom and you 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 seek after godly, we're speaking of godly wisdom, not the wisdom of the world, not the wisdom of the sages, not the wisdom of some guy sitting on top of a mountain somewhere. We're looking, we're seeking the wisdom of God Almighty, the, the Almighty, the Creator of all. Amen? His wisdom is above all. Forsake not this wisdom, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in with all thy getting, get understanding. I always say also right there. <laughs> With all thy getting, get understanding. So we're not only to seek after wisdom, because if you have wisdom and you don't have understanding, then you won't know how to apply that wisdom. Amen? 
So we need wisdom. We need understanding. What does it mean to have that understanding? This morning, the under, we're just going to kind of simplify it a little bit, that it means that, that we, we are good at it. That we, we're not only that we have a wisdom and how to do things and, I, I, and how to handle certain situations. And sometimes it, 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 it's not normally for most people a knee-jerk reaction. Why not? Because we lack understanding. What does this mean? Well, in the earliest definitions of the word understanding, it meant to be an expert at it, to be very skilled at it, to be really, really good at it. And you might think, I don't know, bread's always a good example, isn't it? The Lord Jesus, he liked to use bread for an example. So you might say, well, I'm just going to go in there, and I'm going to make some bread. Let's say I think I need some flour and some water, and I'll throw it in a pot, and I'll mix it all up, and I'm going to put it in the oven. Are you going to get good bread? No. What's going to happen? It's going to what? It's going to pile on clump. It's going to be clumpy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be dry. It's not going to be a nice, fluffy loaf of bread. It's not going to be moist. Why not? What's it need? Baking powder. Yeast. Yeah. It needs some more stuff in there to make it rise and fluff up, right? And so when you, when you come in and you have a novice, someone who is not an expert, someone who is just... Um, a noob, <laughs> somebody that's new to this, somebody that's still wet behind the ears, and they don't know how to make bread, and they, don't, they just know, well, it's just, you know, it's just, it should just be flour and water, I could just do this. And then they see it flop. Well, then they might go seeking someone with a little bit more expertise. And they might say, you're so wise. How did you know how to do this? Well, maybe, maybe somebody, somebody's mom before them or dad before them showed them how to do it, and, and it was handed down, this wisdom. Right? So there can be wisdom that's handed down, like Solomon is doing here. That wisdom is handed down to us, but it's godly wisdom that we're after. Right? And as Sister Marjorie has brought out over the past couple of weeks, that, and we've taught here, that the Holy Ghost has that wisdom. The Holy Ghost has all the wisdom. Well, how does he get all the wisdom? He is the Spirit of God Almighty. So he has all the wisdom. Amen? And so he knows how much baking soda, baking powder, see, I would have messed it up and put baking soda in there, how much baking powder you need and how much yeast you need. If you don't have someone there to tell you, you can ask the Lord. Amen? And he'll let you know. You're not quite sure whether you should put another quart of oil in the, in the vehicle? Ask the Lord. Amen? This is where we become experts in moving in this wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and knowledge and revelation. We need to be experts at it. Time is short. We don't have much more time to, to, to spend. It seems like the church has been kind of spinning her wheels for years now and not really working at becoming experts in our field. Amen? We need to be experts in the field. We're called to the field because the harvest is ripe. Amen? 
So we need to be experts. We need to know how to swing that sickle very, very well. How to bring that harvest, bring in the sheaves, how to, how to harvest that wheat and bring it to the Lord proudly. Amen? When I was a little girl, I used to hear that song, Bringing in the Sheaves. And I thought they were saying, Bringing in the Sheets. And so you would go out to the clothesline to get the sheets and bring them in. So my mom had to teach me. She was saying, they're singing Bringing in the Sheaves. And I was like, well, what is Bringing in the Sheaves? And, I, and she was brought up singing this song. And so I think she, she told me it was like wheat. So that was, again, the, the, the five-year-old answer. It's like, it's like wheat. And pretty much it is. But what does that mean for a Christian to be singing Bringing in the Sheaves? We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. What are we bringing in? We're bringing in souls before the Lord. Amen? Amen. We don't need to bring grain offerings. We need to bring souls before the Lord. Amen. Amen? Amen? Here's another one, Lord. Look, i got another one. Amen? Glory to God. Yes, amen. This is wisdom. With all your wisdom, get understanding also. Let's keep going. Exalt her. Exalt wisdom? Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give that she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, she shall deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in the right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be hindered or straightened. The King James says straightened, but it means that your, your steps shall not be hindered. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of the instruction. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is life. We need wisdom. Solomon is telling, telling us we need wisdom. We need understanding with that wisdom. And with that wisdom, we need to receive instruction. So many times we get to that one scripture where it says get wisdom. And, and, and with that wisdom, get understanding. And then we drop off the part where you go, oh, well, that was a real good verse. I like that one. But you didn't read the whole chapter. We need to read the whole chapter. We need to get the whole process of what Solomon is telling us here. We need to understand that it's not just wisdom and understanding, but there's instruction that comes along with it. Amen? How many times have I seen a, 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 a person who is well-trained in a certain field, and they get this new product that comes in and it has to be assembled, and they think, oh, I don't need the instructions, and they chunk them. And they start putting the thing together. And near the end, something doesn't work. And it doesn't fit. And they don't understand why. It's because they refuse to look at the instructions. Amen? <laughs> we have to receive instructions sometimes. So, you know, lots of times it is the husband and the wife, right? And so the husband's over here assembling something. And he thinks he's got it all together. And the wife's sitting there reading, 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 reading. And he's like, I don't need those instructions. You don't need them. Now I know what I'm doing. And then, you know, he gets down to the end and it's not, it's not working. It's not working. So we're just sitting there trying to be humble. Right? We have, that's wise. We have to try to be humble and say, well, honey, it says right here that this goes here instead of over there. And if we could put this over here first, then so now we have to take it apart and put it together this way. And then who else has to be humble? Then the husband has to humble himself 
and say, okay, I'll receive this instruction so we can get this thing done, right? Amen? Can I get a witness? So we need to humble ourselves before God like that and allow him to instruct us in things. That's why he gives us teachers. Amen? That's why he gives us teachers so that we have this instruction so we can be instructed in the ways of life. So that we can learn how to guard our hearts. So it's not just words on a page, but it becomes, we, we begin to receive this instruction, which helps us in the understanding, which helps us to bring us that wisdom, which is really the principal thing that we needed to start with. Amen? Turn really quickly. And I, I, this is your homework. Read all of chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. I want to read that to you. Proverbs, just write that to the very first book there. Proverbs 1, verse 2 and 3. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. So this is what Solomon says. This is my mission. This is why I'm writing the book of Proverbs. He identifies himself as Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. And, I, and he's basically saying, I am writing this so that you will know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge, and discretion. Now, as we can work, we're going back into the school year. And I know we don't have any school-aged folks in here this morning, but, you know, we're all going to school, right, every day. Is a test. Every day, there's an opportunity to learn something new. Every day, we're growing in this. Amen? Every day, we should be not be declining from it, but growing in it. So he's speaking to our young people, but he's speaking to us too. We need to learn these things and understand it. We need to lean into it more. And out of these things, this instruction will come wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. These things are how we know how a good godly mom or a good godly dad or good godly grandparents know how to judge a situation rightly. Amen? How we know how to handle a situation rightly. How we know how to give answer to someone who comes up with some question that's difficult and it's not necessarily foolish questions. We, you know, the Bible tells us to kind of avoid those vain and foolish things. Amen? But when your child asks you a tough question, like what about the ice age? Then you seek the Lord for a, a wise answer because yes, it is life or death. It, is, it hangs, yes, it becomes salvational. The, the ice age may never have been salvational to you, but an eight-year-old is questioning God. What about the ice age? Now it's salvational, amen? Ah, it doesn't matter. Just listen to me. I know what's right. Well, if you look at it and you say, well, you, I got a feeling y'all are looking at me now saying, well, what about the ice age? <laughs> if you look at it and you look at the flood and the flood is undeniable. Nobody can deny the flood. They can try, but it's undeniable. Histor historically, geographically, his all those words that we 
scientifically, you cannot truly deny the flood happened. And when the, after the flood happened, then the, that water began to evaporate. Now, this is something that had never happened before, and it has never happened again like this. But that water began to evaporate. What happens when water evaporates? You get a big cloud, right? And they got big, 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 huge clouds in certain areas. Certain parts of the earth are colder than others. And so certain parts of the earth froze harder and longer because that cloud wouldn't even let the sun through. This has happened before in smaller scale. It's happened since then on a smaller scale. Amen? There's your ice age. Ta-da! Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Sometimes we just have to ponder things and think on things a little bit, and it just begins to make sense. Look at the Word of God. What happened? Oh. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Amen? So we have to be able to give answer. So look at, uh, in that same chapter, I want to read verse 20. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. Now, how many of you remember? I, I, I can't. I didn't look it up to see the date. But... A little over a year ago, the Lord gave us this word, and he said, Wisdom crieth in the streets. Who's listening? Amen? Wisdom cries out to us. Wisdom, we go out and we try to tell people the truth. If we're led by the Spirit, we're telling, we're sharing the Holy Ghost. We're, by the Holy Ghost, we're sharing the truth of God and the love of Jesus Christ. Wisdom is crying in the streets, but who's listening? Wisdom is telling us to do things, but are we listening? Amen? We cannot still, God is reminding us, don't get caught up in whatever status quo or whatever everybody else is doing or what the, the, the ones that are trying, the, the, these little circles that come into your life and they come back out. You ever notice there's, there's, there's people that come around, they kind of circle into your life and they circle back out? They come in, they come around, they bring some stuff, and they're gone. But while they're there, it's highly influential, it's highly pressure. It's a lot of pressure on you. To make a decision, to, to fit in, to do what they say that you should be doing. And the next thing you know, if you look back at it, hindsight being 2020, when you look back at it and you say, you know what? Why was I influenced by that? Why was that person able to speak into my life and speak these words that were really unprofitable to me or my family? Why? Because we need to listen to wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom, the Holy Ghost, gives us wisdom. He is speaking to us, and he will lead us and guide us in all. All truth and righteousness. Not just a little bit, not just here and there, but all truth and righteousness. All truth and righteousness. Amen? If we do not allow the Holy Ghost to lead us by his wisdom then that's where we miss it. That's where we fall off the wagon. That's where we are misled by someone speaking to us that has more of a, I don't want to say charismatic because that gets, that gets confusing, more of a, a, an influential personality. Some people just are, have these personalities that are just influential. You know what I'm talking about? And maybe they don't know God at all. Have you ever met a person that, that didn't really, wasn't even saved, but yet they were influential? When they walked into the room, they could influence the room. When they come into your house and they sit down, they influence you and your family. Salesmen are influential. Right? 
I have been told that just by coming from the East and that by the color of my skin and because I'm carrying a Bible that people think I know more about God than they do. That's not true. That not based on that matrix, it's not true. Amen? That's not how we judge things. We judge things by the Holy Ghost, by the wisdom of God. Amen? It's right here, Proverbs. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, look at chapter 2, verse 6. I'm trying to go fast, y'all. Chapter 2, verse 6. <clears throat> Proverbs, chapter 2, verse 6. <laughs> oh man, I gotta read I got I have to I have to start in verse one. Y'all y'all stick with let's back up. Chapter two, verse one. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and under and apply thine heart to understanding. Again, I'm going to say it again, that when we hear these words, don't just be listening for the sound of my voice. I used to have a teacher that said that would say to us, I'm not just standing up here to listen to my own voice. Amen. She took her time. She went above and beyond to speak to us, to help us, to try to help us to be better people. God bless her. And we need to lean in and listen. It is our job as children to apply ourselves to understand this wisdom. It is our job as children to understand our parents. It is therefore our job as children of God to understand God. I can't get much clearer than that. Verse 3. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. What God say to us this morning? Lift up your hands, worship me, ask of me. What does Solomon ask God for? Wisdom. Solomon was a young new king, and as this newly anointed king, he wasn't quite sure of how to make right decisions yet. Am I right, Mariah? We just read this a couple of, couple of weeks ago. And he made maybe some agreements that maybe he shouldn't have made. But then God, God showed up. God made himself known to him. God went to where he was. So I'm, I'm not telling you that God won't come to where you are. He will. Amen? He will come to you. But see, the thing about Solomon was that his heart was towards God. But his mind was not there yet. His understanding of things was not there yet. And it kind of troubled him throughout his life, but we're not, we're not going there. But God came to Solomon, and he said, you've been anointed king, and I want, to do, I want you to ask of me anything that you will. God asks us over and over again. He invites us throughout his word to come to him and ask of him. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Amen? If you ask anything in my name, in Jesus' name, Amen? Amen? When you speak to the Father, if you're born again, you're speaking in Jesus' name. Amen? Alright, so when we come to the Father, the Father comes to us and He says, Ask of me. He's telling you, Ask of me, child. Ask. It is my good pleasure. It is His good pleasure to fill you with the Holy Ghost and fire. It is His pleasure to fill you with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Amen? 
There is a new, it's not a new move, but there's an, another surge of this teaching that just because you accepted Jesus Christ, that you met, that you have the Holy Ghost, that you are filled with the Holy Ghost, that you just ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost day by day. And that's not how it works. It is a separate and distinct work of salvation. After you are born again, then he fills you with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Why does he give you evidence? So that you know. So that others know. So that now that you have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost himself. Amen? Amen. Beware of false doctrines. Beware of false teachings. That's one of the things that Solomon is saying here. Pay attention. I'm giving you good doctrine. Jesus brings good doctrine. Amen? Amen. The whole Bible. Alright. Let's look. Chapter 2. That's where we were. Okay, so we read, yes, verse 4 is where we are. If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hidden treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You will understand what it is to reverence God, to recognize him as the Lord of lords and king of kings, as the, as the, as the ruler and guide of your entire life. You will recognize him and reverence him that way. And in verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. In verse 7 it says, He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keeps the paths of judgment and preserves the way of his saints. He lays up wisdom for you. If you're washed in the blood of Jesus, wisdom is yours. Amen. Amen? It's right there. We just have to plug into it. We just have to receive it. Amen? If there's a big water tank outside, and it's been sitting up there in the warm sunshine, and it's warm, and, and you need a shower, and you see that warm tank of water there, and all you've got to do is go over and turn the knob, and that warm water is going to come out and give you a nice shower. And it's all, you know, safe and covered and it's private. Are you going to just go, you know what, I'm not taking a shower. I, I don't want. What if you were thirsty? And it was a nice cool thing of water down on the ground. Covered and it's cold and it had a little pump and a handle on it. And, and you were thirsty and you knew the pump handle was right there. And all you had to do was walk over and, and pump, and you get cold water. Are you going to say, you know what? I'm just going to leave it there. I don't want that. God's gone a step further. Amen? You don't have to prime the pump. Amen? All you have to do is say, here am I, and he just fills you. You're the vessel, and he just fills you. He does it. Jesus has already done the work. It's right there waiting for you. All we have to do is say, Lord, me. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. Give me direction. Instruct me in your ways, Lord. Amen? Amen. Okay, here's a couple of notes. Wisdom is the principal thing. It is number one. For without wisdom, decisions will be rushed. They will be fleshly. They will be soulish. And when a, a decision, when something is soulish, it means that you're, it's, it's guided by your mind, your will, and your emotions. And if your mind, your will, and emotions aren't submitted to God, then they're submitted to you. 
There's, if, you're, if your mind, your will, and your emotions are submitted to the Holy Spirit, then they're submitted to your human spirit. Understand? So what's your human spirit want? How's your human spirit feel this morning when you woke up? Great. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Your mind, your will, and emotions without the Holy Ghost, without the wisdom of God, will, will go by things that seem good. Well, it, it seems good to me. The Bible says there is a way that seems good to man, but the end thereof is death. So we don't want to go that way, right? Eh, not that way. I don't want to go the way that seems good. I want to seek God's face. I want to know which way he wants me to go. Lord, give me wisdom in this decision. Amen. Or give me wisdom in every decision throughout the day. Do we always do that? Hmm. That big fat chocolate bar sitting on the counter is looking pretty good. Maybe we shouldn't eat it. For me, it would be donuts. Maybe I shouldn't eat it, but it's there. It looks so good. That's a soulish decision. The Holy Ghost don't usually tell you, eat the donut. Can I get a witness? Your will says, but I want it. That's my will. Anybody ever see Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, the old, old version? You remember Veroca? But I want it, and I want it now. Am I talking about <laughs> No. Anyway, she was spoiled and she got everything she wanted. Her dad would run over there and give her everything she wanted. He would, you know, came in and interrupted things and tried to get her what she wanted. And I think she's the one that ate the blueberry candy and she turned into the big blueberry thing. And then they had to roll, the Oompa Loompas came and they had to roll her out to the, the other part of the fact that they rolled her because she turned into a giant blueberry thing. Her body swelled up to a giant blueberry and they had to roll her out. To be juiced. I don't think we want to be juiced like that. Amen? So I don't want to go make decisions. I don't want to make decisions that way with my, my, myself, my own spirit, my own fleshly and soulish desires. Amen? I want to be led by the Spirit of God. I might want it, and I want it now, Lord, but I give it to you. Because your timing is better. And if you want me to have it, so be it. If you don't, okay. Amen? Amen. That's where we need to be. I knew a girl once upon a time. This is a true story. Not like Veronica. This is a true story. And as she was a young lady, she was probably in her pre, in her teen, young teens. Not pre-teens, but young, young teens. And she just knew, she, she said, I know Jesus is coming soon, but I want to get married first. I want to experience things first. And I told her, I said, you've got things backwards. We've got to really long and desire for the Lord to come back and to see Jesus' face more than anything else. She wasn't even, well, I guess she did have a kind of, a guy she was talking to. But she wasn't even insistent. And that soulish desire that she had continued to lead her until she did get married. And then 
things just continued to go south from there. They didn't get better. They, they got worse. Her relationship with God didn't grow the way that it should. Her relationship with her family didn't grow the way that it should. So it's important for us to learn to put God first. And that just doesn't mean that we say, oh, well, I put God first. I have God bless our home over our door. And, and we, we do daily devotionals. Every, it means that God is truly the principal thing. That we are truly seeking his wisdom, his knowledge, everything that God has for us. That we put it before all of our soulish and selfish desires. Amen? So when we make these decisions without wisdom, we will make them um, with our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our emotions would say, well, I did it because I felt like it. I wanted to. If I didn't get, get to do that, I was just going to cry all day. Okay, honey, you, know, you just go ahead and do it so you don't cry. <laughs> no. Well, I feel better. I, feel, I think I'll feel better if I, if I get this thing or if I do this thing. I think, I think. I feel this way. This is what I feel. And God is saying, what am I speaking to you, my child? If you will cast your, your, your feelings, you cast your, your mind, your will and emotions, if you will submit them to him, then your emotions will follow his will and you will feel good about it. Amen? You won't be, be uh, begrudging against the Father for his will, but you will rather fall into his will, and it will be peace and joy and love in it. Amen? Amen? Follow your heart, they say. Jenny. Follow your heart. This is some of the worst advice ever. Amen? Don't follow your heart. The Bible tells us that, that your heart is deceitful and wicked above all things. Amen? I don't care if your grandma tells you to follow your heart. Don't do it. Amen? Follow wisdom. Follow what God says. Seek wisdom and understanding and instruction from the Lord. Amen? If you're not sure and you're not hearing, seek godly instruction and wisdom from godly people. And it will line up with the word of God. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then it's not wisdom from godly people. Amen? Okay. <laughs> godly wisdom, biblical wisdom, she is number one. Wisdom is the number one thing that we need to seek after. It's the principal thing that the Lord wants us to have. And he says, why? If you look at this chapter four, he gives us some one, two, three, four, five reasons why, or five and a half. Because she wisdom will preserve you. It will keep you. That wisdom will preserve you and keep you in the Lord. It will keep you getting closer and closer to God. It will keep you hungering and thirsting for righteousness' sake that you may be filled. It will keep you in the paths of righteousness. That wisdom. Amen? Yes. Number two. Because wisdom will promote you and bring honor to you. How does wisdom promote you? He says if you will exalt her, if you will exalt wisdom, in other words, you put that wisdom up there and let it be princip the principal thing, that you are led by wisdom of God, 
by biblical wisdom of God, then you will be um, promoted. We like the scripture that says he'll promote us in due season, right? And that we like, we like to see those things, those, those little things people send you on a text message or, or on Facebook or whatever. It says, God's about to promote you. God's about to do this and God's about to do that. Somebody, I don't know who needs to hear this this morning, but God, somebody needs to get a hold of some wisdom. Amen? Somebody needs to learn how to rightly apply the word of truth. That he will bring you honor. Number three, he brings you honor. Well, God, when we exalt wisdom, then she will promote us and, and it will bring us honor. Now, we've talked before about how to be honored by God, and this is one of those things. But, and we want to be honored by God. We want to be recognized by God. Amen? We want God to be pleased with us. But he says he will give us favor with God and with man. Amen? So he gives, us, gives you favor with God and with man. So that when you come into a place that you're not coming in without honor. I read the book of Mark last night, and Jesus said that a prophet is not without honor, but in his own home. So here, you go back home, you get, you're here, and you're hearing these words, and you go back home, and you think, you know what, I'm just going to come up in here, and I'm going to tell you what, this saith the Lord, they're all looking at you, rolling their eyes, because they see the sleep in your eyes in the morning, they see your hair all pushed up, and they know how you are. <laughs> but God says that if we will let this wisdom be the principal thing in our life, that it will bring us honor. Amen? Amen? And the more I learn this, and the more I begin to let that, that this, this, what God is teaching us and showing us, I'm beginning to see that that honor does apply everywhere. So Jesus was not completely without honor in his own home, his own town, but he could not do as many works in his hometown as he did other places. But he did do some. Amen? Amen? Get it? Okay, that's what my grandchildren kept saying to me. Get it? <laughs> All right. The fourth, wait, one, two, three, four, five. The fifth thing is that she, wisdom, gives us grace. Grace. Man, there's a whole lesson on grace. A couple of them. Lots of lessons on grace. But he gives us grace through wisdom. That grace, that wisdom will give you grace in so many different ways. That honor, that, 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 that when you walk into a place, you're, you come into a situation, it's like when you speak with words of wisdom that are from God, barriers fall. People have walls up with they have judgments against you, maybe because of the color of your skin, or maybe because of the car you drive, or maybe because you're, I don't know, I'm wearing sandals. Maybe because they're, because you're wearing sandals instead of closed-toed shoes. That, that they, 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 they might have some kind of strange judgment against you, but, it, but it's, when you begin to speak words of wisdom, that grace washes over, and things, those walls and those barriers begin to fall. He, grace opens doors. Amen? Grace opens people's hearts. Grace will cause people to give unto you. Amen? Give it. All right. And then the last one, it says that 
Wisdom will bless you or give you a crown of glory. Which verse was that? Let's see if I can find it again. Grace is verse 9. Okay. She shall give to thine head, verse 9, an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. A crown of glory. Now, just last week we were talking about crowns, right? That when we get to heaven that we're going to be given a crown. How many of you want a crown of glory? Amen. Yes. Amen. I want a crown of glory. Yes. Amen. Huh? All the crowns. <laughs> I want everything the Lord has for us. Amen? Everything that he has for me, I want it all. Everything that Jesus has, I want it all. We used to have a, a guy that came down from North Carolina and he played the piano like crazy. <laughs> he played the piano good. And, and he's, he used to sing, everything that Jesus has, I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. Everything that Jesus has. Amen? That's what we want. Alright, so just to, to wrap this around, let's look at Mark chapter 6, verse 2. Last, I think, last verse. Mark chapter 6, verse 2. Also, if you have a chance, you want to look up, um, I think it's Hannah's prayer in 1 Samuel. It's really good. Brings into this too. Mark chapter 6, verse 2. I didn't mark it. Didn't mark, mark. Mark chapter 6, verse 2. And he says, and when, is that right? That's what I wrote down. Let's see what it says. And when the, the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence hath this man these things? Now, who is this teaching? Jesus. And he's teaching in the synagogue. These are learned, educated Pharisees, Sadducees, synagogue goers. And they looked at Jesus and they said to themselves, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter and the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon? And are not these his sisters here with us? And they were offered, I mean, offended at him. They were offended at him. They saw this wisdom that he spoke. They saw that he was speaking with the wisdom of ages, as they say. If, they, if Jesus is speaking, get it. Jesus, the rock of ages, is speaking with the wisdom of ages because he is Jesus. He is. Amen? He always has been. He always will be. And so when he spoke, he spoke with this wisdom that blew their minds. They could not understand it. But guess what? It says, look at this really closely. He says, from whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? Now, if this wisdom was given unto Jesus, the firstborn of many, then this wisdom is also given to us because he said so. Amen? What he had, he gave it to us. He bequeathed it to us. He pours it out. He lavishes it on us if we will receive it. Amen? Amen? Wisdom is yours. 
No more do you have to walk around feeling dumbfounded. If when you feel dumbfounded, stop right there. When your brain feels foggy and clogged up and things aren't going right, stop right there and ask God for wisdom. Recognize what's going on. That's, that's an oppressive spirit. That's something that's come to try to oppress you and keep you down. Something to try to keep you back. And the devil is a liar. God has given you the wisdom of ages. He has given you the keys to the kingdom. And nothing, 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 the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen? No weapon formed against you shall prevail. Amen? Because I have on wisdom. I am clothed. Amen? And wisdom. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so we're, we're going to become experts. Amen? This is our goal. Blue Water Church. Here's our goal. Here's our vision for 2021. It's a little late. <laughs> our vision, our plan is that we're going to become experts. Amen? We're going to become experts. I believe God's been speaking to this this to us for a little while. But we need to become experts in moving in the Spirit. We need to become experts at the five-fold ministry. Amen? It's not just for one or two. It's for you. Amen? Amen. If a two-year-old can prophesy, so can you. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 That's it. That's all. We're going to become experts. Amen. That means we're going to spend time pressing into the Spirit, studying the Word of God, practicing His presence, learning who He is and how He moves. Practice. Practice when you go in the store with your family and you lose one of your family members. Ask God where they are. Amen? Where did Benny go this time? So I don't have to spend, you know, all morning running up and down the aisles trying to find my spot. My spouse, Lord, where is he? Amen? Amen. Kids, don't hide from your mom and test it. <laughs> Amen. All right. Let's, let's close out in prayer. Does anyone need or want prayer this morning? Father, we thank you. We give you glory. Amen. Come on up, sister. If you'd like.